Hello, hello. Welcome to another Hometown Daily News Show. This is for November 11th, 2022. I have music planned, but not intro music, you know, like at the end of the show, I have intro music, but let's get into today's episode. I don't have a title, uh, but it has everything from eggs to uh, Twitter to uh, justification for why somebody would throw a can of White Claw at Ted Cruz while he's doing some parade-like thing. I don't know what it was. I saw the video. Let's get going. Ah. That's not where I'm supposed to be showing. Okay, there we go. How about that? That's much better. Hello, I am Mayor Watt. That is hometown.com. That's what powers this show, the hometown daily news show. This is episode 316, 315, 315 for November 11th, 2022. Look at that. I've done 315 episodes. I cannot believe that. Time flies, folks. I thought I was going to have, you know, I don't know, maybe 20 shows. Just kidding. I'm here for the long haul. Stick around. Come and hang out. This is Town, and uh, I do a show here, Town Daily News Show, but I really have 50 of them in me that I want to bring to the uh, Twitch universe. I guess it would kind of be like the uh, hometown multiverse of madness. I don't know. Uh, that's probably a trademarked uh, term and I'll get in trouble. But anyway, let's get into today's episode. Where do we want to start? I didn't preload anything. Normally, I lately I've been clicking on visit the source before I even get into the news. But at any rate, this one is interesting, but I'll click it while we are live matthew lowe over at business insider uh wrote this article but i'm gonna back up because i i read the uh, snippet before i go over to the site and um this says that senator ted cruz gives a speech to republican uh, supporters during a rally outside of the offices of mark alford republican candidate for missouri's fourth congressional district and that's what the picture is but He was driving by with a security detail, but he was on the outside of that security detail in a Hummer or something. I don't know. Something, you know, masculine and alpha. And even though, anyway, it's Ted Cruz. Um, So somebody hucked a white claw at him. (laughs) I didn't think he got nailed by it, but apparently he was struck by the can. But come on. It got blocked. It didn't hit him. I'm pretty sure that Ted Cruz would flop down onto the ground like a professional soccer player if he got hit hit by a white cloth from distance, for crying out loud. Anyway, the can fl- thrower said that he was keeping with the Houston Astros tradition of tossing beers to athletes. Well, first off, it's a white claw. And secondly, it's Ted Cruz. So if that's justification, uh, I don't think it has any foundation in law or reality, but maybe that's just me. Matthew Lowe over at businessinsider.com wrote this article 
And it says, uh, I'll just give you the highlights. The, the man who threw a white claw at Senator Ted Cruz said that he wanted the politician to chug it. Yeah, I don't know if, well, whatever. Ted Cruz's security detail was filmed reacting to the throwing incident after he was struck by the can. After he was struck by the can, did it hit him? I saw that video and it looked like it got blocked by the security detail. The can thrower said that he was keeping with the Houston Astros tradition. So. I don't know. Uh, on Thursday, Joey uh, Arcidiacano's lawyer issued a statement explaining that he didn't intend to launch a political attack on Cruz. Instead, this was an Astros fan trying to toss drinks from his cooler to the senator during a championship parade and not realizing how it would be perceived until he saw security's reaction. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't understand. I just, I don't get it. You know, it, it, it makes you wonder what goes through people's heads that, hey, you know, a potentially contentious politician is driving through town. Let me huck a white claw at him. <laughs> Uh, so they said here in this thing, uh, that was stupid, good fun. This ended up not as fun. Yeah. Well, you know what you don't do? You don't throw anything at any politician unless, unless you get it all pre-planned. You work it out with them. You say, Hey, when you get to this point, can I huck a white claw at you? Does white do white claws qualify as beer? Is there, I thought that it was a different kind of a drink. I've had a couple of White Claws, but I didn't think that they were beer. I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. This, this is kind of a non-issue and it really shouldn't be just like uh, the other one where some dude ran up to a politician and smacked him on the back and suddenly he's federal and he's getting charged or something like that for assault against a politician or something. It was wild. In some grocery store, he walked up and smacked him on the back like blurted out hey dipshit or something i don't know what it was that he said but it doesn't even matter you know and you whack somebody on the back and say hey i really don't like you as a politician but you know i, I i'm 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 happy for you running or whatever i don't know it doesn't matter don't assault somebody though and and if and if somebody hucks a white claw at you and you don't really get hit by it then i don't know maybe it should be a non-issue but you just don't do it in the first place and it avoids all of this discussion. Let's move on to the next, I don't know, contentious thing. Dave Chappelle is returning to um, Saturday Night Live. And apparently some writers plan to sit out Chappelle's episode due to the comedian's recent string of what they call transphobic and homophobic jokes. According to a report from page six, they're not going to do the show, but none of the actors are boycotting, said insider um on two page six so um Chappelle was at 30 rock on tuesday meeting with uh, writers and producers and his representative uh, told page six and there was no evidence of a boycott so i guess we'll see um this weekend what happens i don't know could be a non-issue you know there there's things going on so I don't think that there's been anything overt that I've heard of him being banned or anything. I mean, I thought he was for a time, but I don't think he is now. Then again, I don't really recall 
Um, Chappelle was at 30 Rock on Tuesday's meeting with writers and producers and his representative told page six. There was no evidence of a boycott. The room was full of writers. They all pitched ideas and they seemed very excited about it. Dave is looking to have some fun, his rep said. Well, his rep said. So this is over at The Hill, by the way. I'm trying to correct an error that keeps happening with um, The Hill articles. Um, they're When they get integrated from my program, I have a program, a, a gatherer is what it's called. And um, it kind of messes up the links sometimes, but it's working now. So give it a try when you go over to hometown.com. Let me know what you think of the site and, and um, come back, you know, tomorrow or whenever. If you leave right now and come back, um, you can tell me how the site is. Uh, one other thing is if you type in exclamation point showbot, it will give you a link where you can vote on the articles that we're talking about today. And all of the links are there. So I don't throw them into chat anymore. Um, I just throw that into chat. And you can submit your own because you can go exclamation point S and then, hey, I was here. And that'll get thrown over to Nightbot and hence into Showbot. And if you go to hometown.showbot.tv, you'll see everything. It's kind of neat. Give it a shot. You might like it. Um, well, this Hill article is written by Taylor Delandro and Nextar Media Wire. And uh, Chappelle's previous uh, interactions, some there, there's been some humor from him that received backlash from LGBTQ plus communities pretty much all over the place. Not, not, they just kind of say the LGBTQ plus community, but, um, there are quite a few people are bent out of shape because of his Netflix special, the closer, which angered some viewers. And that's pretty much what happens with anything. Um, you're going to anger some, uh, but when it becomes a movement, when it becomes something that is a plurality of people and it starts gaining momentum, then you kind of have to pay attention to this stuff. I don't know. We'll see what the ratings are and we'll see if it made any difference. So the next article is over in the Hatch Ideas channel, which is all about business and business transformation. Um, I, there's been a lot of talk lately, but I actually have records that go back all the way, well, nine months ago, um, where prices for eggs were surging. But uh, this is a CNBC article um, between or from the last 24 hours. It says why egg prices are surging, but chicken prices are falling. And quote, it's an act of God event, says trade strategist. I don't know. The price of eggs have surged in the past year. Um, back in January, February, March, April-ish, um, egg prices had jumped um, 36% year over year. I think it was 36%. I don't have the full stats in front of me, but 
Um, only margarine prices have risen more, according to Consumer Price Index, a key barometer of inflation. By the way, a lot of people are like, oh, it's not that bad. You know, uh, the CPI only went up two and a half points or something like that. Um, in fact, you know, I, I keep this uh, regularly open so I can review it. And uh, I, I look at these stats on the regular because of, um, well, what I do. And um, the September CPI was 296.8. And now it's 298. But if you go back in the historical record, that would be close to an entire year's worth of increase, two points. Um, it, it's a phenomenal increase and it has been accelerating since basically the pandemic. Um, but it goes back as far as December, 2018, where it's been accelerating, but the, uh, the true acceleration of the CPI has been, uh, largely post the, um, initial pandemic from, um, December, 2019, to I'd say April of 2020. And then from that point on, it shot through the roof <laughs> um, and hasn't peaked. It paused in June of 2022 at 296.3. Um, and just to give you this perspective here, the CPI in January of 2020 was 258. After the recession period, it dropped to 256. And from that point on, it has been accelerating at both in terms of it's been increasing and accelerating and is now at 296.3. So within two years, it hasn't even completed two year cycle. It has gone up. Uh, roughly 50 points. We're on the cusp of being up 50 points um, in two years. And that's typical um, for no other period in time in history. It has never gone up that much. Um, so I find it fascinating um, in the period in which the CPI has been tracked to some degree um, goes back well, these records go back all the way to, um, well, all the way back to 1913. I don't know how true to form the, it has changed over time. So to stay relevant to the current economy, but I know I'm going on and on about this, but why are egg prices surging? Well, egg prices rose 10% in the month of October. Meanwhile, chicken prices fell 1.3, which is meaningless. 1.3, big deal. I could care less about 1.3, but egg prices going through the roof. It's a consumable that you go through like nobody's business. Um, you know, one, two, or three a day for them to increase 10% in one month for crying out loud. Uh, that opposite movement may seem counterintuitive. It's largely attributable to one of the worst ever outbreaks of bird flu in the US, which has killed a large share of egg laying birds, but not those raised for meat consumption. Interesting, right? 
So why is that happening? So a lot of things are up since 2020, said Bill Lapp, president of Advanced Economic Solutions, a consulting firm specializing in food economics. But the recent spike is extraordinary in the shell egg as well as egg product markets. Yeah, so anything associated with an egg. Only inflation for margarine, 47%, has eclipsed the overall egg category at 43% since October of 2021, according to the Consumer Price Index. Now, it's not October of 2021. Um, and, and really, in, in terms of, well, acceleration, I would be worried. I would continue to worry about the CPI increasing. Um, I think it's laughable that anybody would sit there and suggest that the CPI increase is unimportant. But here we are. That's exactly what people are saying. They're giggling that, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Let's just keep on moving. That kind of a thing. Um, just ignore it. What you see is not what's really happening. So by comparison, monthly prices jumped 3.8% for the number two category, food at employee sites and schools. That's less than half the increase for eggs. And egg prices spiked just in October 10%. It's just one thing, I know, but it's part of the CPM. This next article is uh, over in the Word and Tech. Volkswagen built a Star Trek's captain's chair that goes 12 miles per hour. I've been kind of, um, I don't know, soapboxing, so I'm going to get going here because there's other things uh, that I want to talk about. And this one is really interesting, uh, but it's a, a captain's chair that actually goes 12 miles per hour. More amenities than most cars with 360 degree collision avoidance sensors, party lights, a guided backup cam, which is actually required, I think, in, mo in all vehicles since 2005. Um, I think that's what the law says. Um, heated seat. It's not heated seats. There isn't anything on the back or sides. It's just one seat. A touchscreen display, USB charger, and a tow hitch. So I guess you can bring, I don't know, flatbed trailer or something. I don't, I don't know what you're going to bring with you. Anyway, Volkswagen built a Star Trek's captain's chair, Star Trek captain's chair that goes 12 miles per hour. Sean Hollister over at The Verge wrote this article. And uh, it says here, as marketing exercise, the automaker claims to have built an office chair that not only looks worthy of a Star Trek captain, but also can drive around the office on its own five wheels at speeds of up to 20 kilometers per hour or in freedom units, 12 miles per hour, blisteringly fast for a seat, much less one with several swiveling wheels. It isn't all five wheels there, bub. It's two wheels that have, it looks like it only has two wheels that are the drivers, but um, there are five wheels on it. Wow, it is. It lights up. <laughs> it lights up its space. That's pretty impressive. I dig this. I want this. It's a one off, I'm sure. And I didn't win the two billion dollars from our lottery here in the States, which is a real bummer. Um, 
because I had a lot of plans for all that money. So there's a video over on YouTube. I won't get into it here. I won't play it here. You can go over to theverge.com and click on that video. It says, assuming all of this is real, of course, Volkswagen has a recent history of lying to people. Way to take it dark there, The Verge. This time, the company seems to be fairly transparent that it's a one-off marketing stunt while also suggesting that, quote, it will be available for test drives at various locations. Pardon me. Hopefully that means citizens of Norway will soon be able to prove its capabilities or they could just send one to the verge. I agree. Send one to the verge. Uh, they put a little snark in their comment there, which I appreciate. I enjoy a good snark. I think somebody should create a stuffed animal called a snark. And it should be kind of bitter and, and like pee on you when you give it a hug or something. I don't know. Anyway, I may, uh, sometimes I, I say things that are probably a mistake, but this next article is in the continuity report. Pardon me. Uh, the 85 best superhero movies of all time ranked by tomato meter. See what got inducted into the Legion of fresh from Avengers to Batman to mystery men and beyond. There have been a couple of things like Gallagher died and, um, who was it? There was somebody else. I can't remember. Sorry. I think the, the voice of the animated Batman died. I don't remember his name right now. Sorry. Easily distracted folks. Let's move on to the actual article. Uh, I don't know if there is a source. I think that it's pretty much everybody over at, um, Rotten Tomatoes. So the number one on this list, and I won't go through them all, but I will tease you a little bit about some of them. Um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse from 2018, The Incredibles from 2004, Black Panther from 2018, Avengers Endgame 2019, Logan 2017. I haven't seen that one yet, um, but these are all modern um, movies. So Superman the movie from 1978, that's the one that goes the farthest back, and it's with Christopher Reeve, who uh, I thought was uh, played Superman brilliantly. Um, uh, Gene Hackman's in it. Marlon Brando's in it. Margot Kidder is in it. I think that's so far the one that goes furthest back. I can't believe Wonder Woman is on here. Um, uh, this is the original Wonder Woman from 2017. Um, not the newest one that I think people were like, what? Cause I think there was a, another one. Anyway, Thor Ragnarok is 2017 as well. I don't think that they have anything that goes too far back. Um, let's see. Robocop from 1987. Superhero? Not so sure about that one. Uh, but Robocop from 1987 is pretty good. Um, I dig that one. Peter Weller did a great job. Um, directed by Paul Verhoeven, who I think was the bad guy in the movie itself, right? Wasn't it Verhoeven that... Mm. Shazam from 2019 is in the list. What else? Who else? Let's see. Um, 
I'm only looking for the older ones because everybody that might be watching this show or picking it up as a podcast, they probably have seen everything within the last 20 years, let alone a little further back. But uh, The Crow from 1994 is on this list at number 42. There are a couple of older ones, but they are the same actors. Well, that's an interesting one. The Mask from 1994 with Jim Carrey and Cameron Diaz. Um, It says here, the critics consensus is that it misses perhaps as often as it hits, but Jim Carrey's manic bombast, interesting bombast, Uh, Cameron Diaz's lousy appeal and the film's overall cartoony bombast. They use the bombast twice. Keep the mask afloat. Yeah, I kind of dig the the movie. I don't. I own it as a DVD, but maybe I'll have to get the uh, elec- the uh, electronic digital version of it again. Um, oh wait, wait, wait! I wonder is I, I'm gonna scroll all the way to the bottom because I'm curious if one particular one was actually in here. Yes, Swamp Thing is in this. All right. I wonder if Toxic Avenger is in here too. I don't see it so far. It is Toxic Avenger because it had a little snippet of the picture, but Toxic Avenger, if you've never seen the Toxic Avenger, go and check it out. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Um, I cracked a joke about Twitter blue yesterday. You know, the Twitter checkmark twice as much as the first time you had to pay for it the second time and now it's gone twitter blue signups disappear a day after fakes and mayhem that's right folks the pay to play model didn't quite work out right and you could still sit there and spoof uh and hate to break it to you parody without disclosing that it's parody is still protected speech hate to break it to you you don't have to disclose that it's parody because it's pretty much inherent in the parody (laughs) of whatever it is they are saying you know i'm so surprised that people aren't making taking more people to task uh, with the blue check mark in place you could previously subscribe to twitter blue from the sidebar in the ios app the service has yet to launch for android users but users this morning reported that the option has disappeared and for those who the link are still available trying to sign up only turns an error message thank you for your interest twitter blue will be available available in your country in some period of time i don't know let's click the link and see uh who wrote this james vincent over at the verge for eight bucks the subscription service only launched earlier this week but users are reporting that the option to sign up has disappeared from the ios app perhaps twitter blew it b-l-u-e ha 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 you're funny james vincent well what's really funny is that it didn't just release the earlier this week i mean it has gone in fits and starts and within 24 hours of it going live and people getting uh blocked because of parody they shut it down because so much 
parody started coming even in the face of the check mark. And this has happened with other sites that try and shut down social movements. You know, you, I said at the beginning of this, Twitter will not, and I, specifically Elon Musk will not be able to change the culture of Twitter. It just won't happen. You cannot have a plurality of people engaged in random discourse across myriad countries with vastly differing personalities and perspectives and senses of humor and socioeconomic status and all kinds of stuff play into the demographics and psychographics of the population of a site. And I said that they are playing with fire. They are not going to successfully change the chemistry of Twitter. If they do, it'll end up being a wingnut uh, echo chamber and somebody else is going to start up another Twitter. But I'm thinking more along the conspiratorial side of things in that this bailed out people that were previously invested, right? And now there's debt upon debt upon debt. And the owners of that debt are now being threatened with a bankruptcy unless others advertise on the platform. What kind of crazy talk is this? And then to shut down the thing that is supposedly a revenue generator, $8, right? It's supposed to save Twitter because it's bleeding millions, but, and having to pay billions. <laughs> but I think that there are some legal machinations going on here because basically Elon paid himself. He owned shares of Twitter. He basically paid himself be owner of and this is kind of like what has happened in the past I, I i think that he uses his money to get to management and and from there it's basically following engineers and when he is in full control i think that this might be the outcome you know gets rid of 75 percent of the population and then asks for them to come back advertisers are bailing because of the whatever machinations are going through his head and then he puts things into place that just don't make any sense this check was free and now he wants eight bucks for it and he terminates it from people that already had it you know it wasn't worth anybody to file a class action suit that now i have to pay for something that i should get simply because i'm being verified why does it take eight bucks to verify me as a credit card and a monthly cost. I should be able to hold up a sign and show somebody my ID and get verified or basically do what Google does, which is if I own a site, I can just put a file on my site. They verify it automatically that that site is controlled by me and ads start getting generated. I should be able to do something as simple as that. Why should I have to pay month after month for a check mark that's static and a one-time verification? Oh, is it because you're verifying me again and again based on my credit card? Yeah. A lot of people can use credit cards that aren't linked to me, right? I can charge a, a card with money and then pay. Will it still be attached to me? Maybe in some way. Good luck getting any verification from it. 
I don't know. I think it's just dumb. And everything that he's doing is dumb when it comes to Twitter. And, uh, but people got paid. And now the debt is on the, 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 per, the people that have provided services in the past. And now there's a threat of bankruptcy. And the people who took over that debt, supposedly, right? No full, knew full well what was coming, right? Arguably. Who's really going to be burdened by this investment, by this purchase? Is it Elon Musk? Nope. It's going to be the thousands of people that are still at Twitter and are going to end up losing their jobs. Or there's going to be a Twitter fire sale. The only way that anybody should buy Twitter at this point is if all of that debt is written off entirely. But now it's a poison pill because if somebody tries to buy it, the debt has to go with it. Arguably, the debt has to go with it. But I think that this should pierce the veil. I think that... I think that the burden should be on Musk directly because he is the one that put this into action. If not for Musk himself making the determination that this was to be acquired at X valuation, this would not take place and people would not lose their jobs. But I think that he's a poison pill for this. Thankfully, there's engineers that are running SpaceX and Tesla for the most part. So we'll see what happens. Good luck, Twitter and all of you employees. Uh, The next article is over as what the collapse of FTX means for the future of crypto. If you didn't hear yesterday's episode, I basically talked about crypto. Um, and FTX and Binance and the mishandling of funds uh, with FTX. And um, this is a, a, you know, I I don't, I think that there, the the problem with uh, FTX is that it did a lot of financial shenanigans without any protections illiquid assets being used um (laughs) let me say liquid assets being used to acquire illiquid assets that are owned by ftx which is what i said was going on and uh, I said that they've basically over leveraged themselves and it's to me, it's a rather incestuous fiscal relationship. Um, but there are investors in FTX that I don't think that they'll be able to recover from this. Um, who was it? Um, I'm trying to remember, you know, I'll try and find it, but here, here's the problem this screw up um, is going to take out the the money of everybody that had anything to do with FTX Um, 
and the people are going to walk away. They're still going to have their millions sans whatever it is digitally that they lose, right? So if they, they may lose a lot of it, but they're still going to be a billionaire, right? Yeah, this dude, uh, SBF, Sam Bankman Freed, faced a liquidity crunch that forced it to try to sell itself to rival Binance after Binance walked away from the deal, citing beyond our ability to control to help. FTX scrambled to find an infusion of cash elsewhere, but failed. Apparently, $8 billion was necessary. But I think that this is the reason why government exists to mitigate this type of abusive processes um, where the people that are already that are in the know because they're closer to the source of the decision maker will have taken actions even though it's not insider trading because it isn't monitored there might be some abuse ethical concerns here but who knows if it's going to rise to criminal prosecution but regulators aren't going to be able to crack down until after this and I think that's going to take its toll on crypto because people are abusing crypto. And that is why there is regulation and rules in place. Like you, a bank can't over leverage itself. It's forbidden from doing so. That way, if there's a bank run and there is a liquidity crunch, it doesn't harm the overall functioning of the bank because it's FDIC insured. People won't lose their money, but this is going to lose people all kinds of money, both just the, the paper money and their and the real money that they've purchased cryptocurrencies with. This poses, this is why we can't have nice things. And so many people saw it coming. Just a lot of us waited to see what was going to happen. And I had bowed out of crypto a long time ago when I thought that it was I think that it it's <laughs> irrational I don't think that it's founded in anything real at least the US dollars founded in the GDP the the actual functioning the prosecution of the entire nation part of the social contract of providing service for payment versus this is basically an abuse of natural resources similar, right? Cause you're basically just mining stuff out of the ground and then you're selling it for X amount of money. You know, it just, I think that it's rather abusive Bitcoin, by the way, um, when I last saw it, it was at 16,764, but it actually dropped down to 16,488 today in the last, uh, gasp of the day i'd say um but it is you know, kind of slowly climbing its way it's now at seven uh, sixteen thousand nine eleven and forty cents crypto is hurting and uh, i've been saying that i don't think it's going to see 25 grand and for a decade i just don't um there are too few bitcoins left it's getting more and more expensive um at some point, the dude that's running that that created Bitcoin is going to come out of the woodwork and flood the market with their money at some point. And we're going to find out that it's some, I don't know what, you know, 
I kind of half expect it to be, um, you know, some uh, hairless cat petting supervillain. Maybe they'll never expose themselves because you don't want them exposing themselves. Let's move on to the next article. Um, I have about three more today. Uh, Reddit now lets you mute subreddits you don't like, which is brilliant. Found this out earlier today. Um, I don't have a, a Reddit account anymore. Um, I'll just leave that alone. Sorry for the smack. That that. I'm hoping that, well, it didn't get caught by my... Ah, whatever. Anyway, if you mute a subreddit using this feature, posts from it won't show up in your notifications. It won't show up in your home feed recommendations or in popular. I hope that it doesn't show up in rising because that's pretty much where I hang out. It might be the one thing that brings me back to Reddit. I don't like Reddit because of the mods that are rather abusive and arbitrary and capricious. They just do whatever they want and there's no recourse because the site mods are overwhelmed with having to deal with a whole bunch of people that are just kind of bent out of shape about one thing or another from politics to whatever. Um, and I think that rules are arbitrarily applied by whoever doesn't like whatever message they stumble across by accident. And then like a thin blue line, nobody, no mod in a mod team for a subreddit will sit there and say, Hey, you dipshit mod, you did it wrong. I've been around for a very long time online and, uh, I have never been more disappointed in mod performance as well. No, that's not true. I I've had, I, I can think of three immediately where somebody I was in one uh, moderated environment where somebody really hated the idea of surveillance and monitoring people. And then somehow told me my name. And this is at a time where I was much more anonymous than I am now. Um, I'm pretty, I'm somewhat public nowadays. Um, but yeah, they, <laughs> I had said something and they were like, Oh really? And then inserted my real name. And uh, I was like, huh, you, you don't like being monitored, but you just doxed me. <laughs> and I've never been back to that place and it can pretty much, well, it has so much momentum that uh, to me, my perspective is that they were, they did other things and they're still going. So whatever. At any rate, go over to Reddit. If you've never heard of Reddit, go check it out. I'm sure you have. Um, if you're on Twitch, you've probably heard of Reddit. Um, but reddit.com is um, a great place that has both uh, uh, a very good um, general news aggregation, social news, it's aggregated socially. And now you can actually mute things you don't like, um, which I've been wanting for, uh, well, ever since it started and it started the same time dig started D I G G. And when dig imploded, everybody went to Reddit. 
Um, and everybody in Reddit that was there and old school was like, oh, well, there goes the neighborhood. And eh, maybe, <laughs> like I said, with Twitter, um, the same thing is Reddit. You cannot silence the plurality. You cannot try and hobble them. You can little bit by little bit. Sociological experiments have proven that by shadow banning somebody and silencing them, even making the statement that I'm going to ban you actually is very oppressive um, and will stifle public discourse. Um, and this happens publicly and, and professionally um, in kind. You, you basically end up shutting people down just by letting them know that they've been seen shuts them down. So this article is over at Ars Technica by Samuel Axon. And uh, I think it's a great thing that specific communities can now be muted if you are not interested in them, because I see a lot of things that I don't want to see uh, on the front page of Reddit. And you'll have to create an account, though. So uh, they began rolling out that feature uh, to mute specific communities that contain content that you don't want to see. If you mute a subreddit using this feature, posts from it won't show up in your notifications, home feed recommendation, popular, Reddit's feed of the most upvoted content from across its various uh, communities. So I think that's actually called rising, um, but we'll see. I'll go and check it out. I'll do it so you don't have to, but if you're here, you've probably been there. The next article and the penultimate one is uh, Paramount has announced 2025 release dates for upcoming animated movies about Avatar, The Last Airbender and SpongeBob SquarePants who lives in a pineapple under the sea, Avatar, The Last Airbender. Uh, the untitled SpongeBob movie has a May 23rd, 2025 release date and is produced by Nickelodeon Animation and Paramount Animation. And uh, it says the untitled Avatar, The Last Airbender movie is coming out October 10th, 2025. So you got some time, folks, to prep yourself, gird yourself for the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Can the world handle another SpongeBob? Anyway, Jordan Moreau over at Variety.com wrote this article. And I don't know if there's anything else really to this. It says they talk about some kind of fluff stuff here at the end. The original Avatar series ran from 2005 to 2008 on Nickelodeon with Legend of Korra continuing its story from 2012 to 2014. It's quite a bit of a jump. Um, on the SpongeBob side, the most recent film starring the lovely, lovably annoying yellow sponge and his bikini bottom friends was last year's the SpongeBob movie Sponge on the Run. Sponge on the Run. Sorry, I burst into song. That's the first time in 315 episodes that I've not been able to fight my inner dialogue to burst out into song. Sorry about that, folks. The iconic Nickelodeon TV show began in 1999 and is still on the air 13 seasons and more than 270 episodes later. Pretty awesome. But I've heard that um, kids that watch it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, the last article is um, 
in the Hedge Ideas channel. I, I'm not sure why my aggregator grabbed more of this article than it's ever done in the past. Let me see something real quick. Yeah, I'll have to go and check it. I'm not sure what's going on. I don't grab pictures from sites that are aggregated into hometown. Elon Musk floats bankruptcy as a possibility and demands hardcore culture in first meeting with Twitter employers, uh, employees. Sorry. You know, that's what you need. If you're just not here hard enough, then you need to go, which is one of the things that supposedly he set 84 hour work week or something like that. Get the hell out of here. Um, Elon Musk uh, said in his first meeting with Twitter staff since buying the company that bankruptcy isn't out of the question. Sources who attended the event told Insider. Can you imagine just buying it to kill Twitter? Just think of that. Just think of that. How, how shockingly. <laughs> to me, I think it's unethical. And I think that if, if that's what really happens, I think that everybody it should be like a class action of every user on the site should just uh, be part of a class because this is it's it's asinine asinine that this should be taken down the way that it was taken down literally purchased it because of irrational exuberance on the tesla side Let's see, what is Tesla's stock at right now? I haven't looked at it last couple of days because I didn't want to see the number always rising no matter what it seems. I mean, it's down for five days, but only down 13 bucks. But in the last day, it's climbed out of it. It's down by, uh, let's see, $5.25 just today. In after hours trading, it's flat. It's just so irrational. I, <laughs> I, I just don't get it. So bankruptcy is typically seen as last-ditch effort by companies, but it could be beneficial to Twitter since Musk loaded it with debt to fund his $44 billion leveraged buyout. Twitter now has more than $10 billion in debt. The interest payments on that may be so high that the company may struggle to meet those obligations, especially if advertisers are pulling back during a weak economy. Even before the deal, Twitter struggled to make a, a profit. Yeah, but it paid all of its burden and it it was fiduciary. It had a fiduciary duty to pay its debts and it could and it wasn't trending towards bankruptcy was it and was that why it was bailed out so the original stakeholders got their money and now it's going to go bankrupt is that what it could be huh that's quite interesting isn't it was this purchased so that people could get their money and bow out and then bankruptcy could wipe out all of that debt and the people who remain don't really lose much, right? Because it's a leveraged buyout and that money is going to come back in some other way. 
when something else collapse, then they can IPO and make all of the money back. Right? Maybe I've got it. There's some machinations in there that I'm just kind of hand wavy about, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens. You know, the bankruptcy doesn't necessarily end the business. It makes people really gun shy about investing at, well, not investing, but, uh, providing services, uh, beyond net 30, <laughs> either you pay me in 30 days or I start taking you to court, that kind of a thing. Um, yeah, nobody's going to give them any credit. I wouldn't give Twitter credit right now unless I had a blank check that would be honored by Elon Musk personally. If that's where his money is personally, I don't think there is. I think that there's a lot of, I think that there's a lot of um, vapor money. The only way that it gets capitalized is if he sells something. So it ebbs and flows depending on the irrational investment in Tesla primarily and other places. I'm sure he's got connections all over the place via investment, but imagine buying a company just to drive it into the ground. Yeah. I don't trust this guy, but whatever y'all can trust him. Elon Musk said he'd love to see ads for gizmos on Twitter because otherwise he has to have his assistant find the gizmo he sees online and buy it for him. That's one of the posts over on Omtown. Not everything is about Elon, but go over and check out omtown.com. I'm done for today. I am Merwat. That is omtown.com. Go check it out. Come back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern. I'll be here. I really want to play a game with y'all and just kind of hang out and chat about whatever. Um, I just need to find the time to do it. I was uh, cutting steel for a couple of hours before my show. Because um, Omtown has uh, a lot of construction going on. Okay. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.